0: All right, welcome back to Ravenloft Ironsworn. (laughs) Uh, When we last left our hero, uh, Brigitte Edge just faced off against uh, Gargoyle. That didn't go quite as swimmingly as might've hoped, but it went all right. Um, Having gotten into this back courtyard here, uh, we're now trying to uh, figure out what to do next. Uh, We've gone, I'm trying to zoom in on this thing a little bit. We went through here, we went, got through this gate, uh, managed to get back through the gate again, Recovered some of the supplies and then got back here into this back cart. You can't see this very well. So uh, let's try to get into sort of a map situation here. And let's take a look at what we've got going on here. All right. Uh, Number one there on the map is where we left the rubble remains of the gargoyle behind. So there's a faint footpath through the courtyard, through the small gate. And then, which is now open again. And into number two, which is the... um, smaller courtyard that houses an overgrown sort of neglected garden with small flowers reaching sadly skyward against the dark and the gloom. Three is an overlook over the precipice. So the the castle kind of, as you see in my background here, exactly Ravenloft or whatever looks down over the valley. And this is the edge. This is the, the point where the castle is probably most overhanging the cliff and looking down over the rest of the valley. Um, dead leaves turn spirals on this large stone balcony wheeling and careening over the stone railing heavy clouds are overhead drizzling constantly uh this to- stone construct just juts out probably 20 maybe 25 feet away from the cliff face and looks down onto the valley barovia far far below i think it's supposed to be like a thousand foot drop four it's a building kind of on our left as we come into the area <clears throat> into the sort of overground flower garden courtyard, is probably, based on the outside of the structure, the castle's chapel. So, faint light leaking out of the windows. It's so strange to see a space dedicated to the holy in this unholy place, murmurs Irene. There doesn't seem to be any easy way to get into the chapel from the courtyard. There's no door from the outside into the building from this area however uh, the walls of the chapel are pierced by many tall windows these windows were probably once stained glass art but most of that glass especially at the ground level is broken out and the windows themselves have been covered with boards it it might be possible to get into the castle via the chapel if you know we could manage to pull or break the boards that uh, block the window and finally um number five up there at the top uh a northern courtyard surrounding the castle sort of the mirror version of the one that we came through a quick glance we can spot the carriage house over in the corner of the space that, and that might mean there's a servant's entrance since this is sort of where the the uh, the carriage is being parked there might be a servant's entrance on this side um call it likely if i end up using the oracle to determine that one way or the other so we're going to want to move quickly if we want to keep anyone from tracking us down using thanks to all the noise that we made and I mean, all of this is interesting and cool, but let's be honest, I am breaking into the castle through the bordered up chapel windows. I mean, that's definitely what I'm going to do. I'm not sure how well this is going to work, but I'm going to engage the delve mechanics for this. I'm going to call this castle an extreme site. So we'll talk a little bit about that here in just a second. Okay, so the expansion to Ironshorn is a book called Delve. Looks like this. Pretty cool very cool game very good expansion to the game um it actually adds a lot of stuff to the game but one of the things it, a lot of customization for game tuning your experience and all that other kind of stuff um some more things about challenges and some more uh monsters and risks all those sorts of things a lot of really cool actually world building stuff in here but one of the cool things that it does add to the game is this idea the concept of a delve and and building up an entire system um around the idea of sort of creating a dungeon delve but abstracting it slightly turning it more into an oracle based thing in a sense it's sort of like the undertake a journey thing where you go on these trips these journeys and <clears throat> challenges come up depending on how you roll and you've got it it's a staged progression through the thing which is fine uh they took that and expanded it into a lot of first of all the, the basic delve move like sort of start what i would think of as sort of starting the journey but then all these little moves and they roll into other little moves so there's this whole move with sub moves kind of subsystem kind of situation going on in here where you do the delve and there are a lot of ways without delve that i could handle castle ravenloft but this works really really well um castle ravenloft stands very tall in my memory as a major thing like i mean it's just this this it's one of the most i think iconic dungeons and dragons modules out there but the castle itself is just this amazing thing i ran this uh module when i was in high school and didn't really know <laughs> how to do a better job of it it was still just this amazing time with uh with good friends it's one of the, probably the central storyline that we ever did really with the uh, with uh, the players that I had back, that I played with back in uh, back in high school, and I remember this castle man. It's just this epic, epic location, this huge place. I think it killed about half the people in the party, and they were replaced with new players over the over the course of the game. which is an amazing thing. So I want to recapture this a little bit, and uh, I, I called it like sort of an epic location. It's going to be pretty close um, in the delve mechanics just like everything else, whether you're talking about an enemy or a journey or anything like that, you, you define that the type of challenge along these levels, whether it's troublesome, um, difficult, formidable, uh, uh, extreme or epic. I might be getting those names slightly wrong. I'm going to call this castle, just simply exploring the castle an extreme site. Now I can do this entirely with the oracles in iron sworn, but, As I have with most of the rest of the stuff I've done with Ravenloft, I'm also going to be using the module as an oracle for some of this stuff. So when the dice indicate that certain thing's going to happen, one of the first things I'm going to do is say, okay, well, it says that X is supposed to happen. What's likely in that area, given what I already know about the module? What's nearby? Um, That kind of thing. So we'll see some more about that. Let's just talk about getting in here in the first place. So I'm going to discover a site. When you resolve to enter a perilous site in pursuit of an objective, choose the theme and the domain which best represent this location's nature. If you're not sure, ask the Oracle. I can't off the top of my head remember what it was that I named this site for, but I don't need necessarily categories. They don't, strictly speaking, I want to say it was like an ancient ruin. Maybe, possibly, or possibly I went with Fortress. I can't quite remember it'll become more obvious when i go back and look at my notes but for right now we're just going to talk about discovering a site i'm going to name this an extreme site which means that every bit of progress that i have in here um to sort of fully exploring or conquering the site gives me two ticks half of a box filled essentially half of one box filled towards the you know eight nine ten boxes i probably want to fill if i'm going to have any kind of success here in castle ravenloft against the location itself so First of all, extreme site two ticks per area. Then we're going to talk about delving the depths. When you explore a perilous site in search of your objective, roll on the theme slash domain features table to envision your surroundings for each area that you traverse. If you're navigating the area using haste, roll plus your edge. If you're using stealth or trickery, roll shadow. And if you're moving forward using observation, intuition, or expertise, roll wits. You'll note that iron and heart are not options here so on a strong hit you delve deeper you mark progress on the location and you find an opportunity which is a new move uh on a weak hit roll on the following table according to which stat you use. So if you're rolling on edge, shadow, or width, you roll a D 100 and it gives you different results um, depending on, you know, what you roll. And the, the charts are, it, it shows you a bit of like what spread you're expecting, what, what kind of what you can expect based on the spread. So um, if you're moving quickly, you might get lucky, but there's also a possibility there for a much higher possibility there for dangerous results. Things like that if you're moving quickly. Let's see how we turn how it turns out. So as you see here, I am rolling wits. I got a five on my action on my action dice. And uh, challenge dice for only a two and a four, thankfully. Which is a great it's a nice it's a it's a nice start for us. Delve the depths says I get to find an opportunity. So I got a uh, strong hit i delve deeper i mark progress and find an opportunity i don't have to check out this whole chart thing and see what comes up i just get to find an opportunity so find an opportunity is a whole new move uh, i'll just read it uh, when you encounter a helpful situation or a feature within a site roll on the attached table or if you're making this move as a result of a strong hit on delve the depths you can just pick or envision an opportunity instead of rolling And then you choose one. You either gain insight or you can prepare, which gives you plus one momentum. Or you can take an action, make a move which directly leverages the opportunity that you've been given. And when you do that move, take plus one on the roll and a plus one momentum if that move gives you a hit. I should probably put this up here so we can all see it, but it gives you a basic idea. Basically, it gives you the opportunity to, especially with a strong hit, Uh, You get to pick something off of the table, the kind of stuff that you run into, and then you either get momentum based on this opportunity you've been given, or you can make a move. And if that move goes well, you get momentum anyway, which is pretty good. So I go look down the table and I'm going to go with you locate an interesting or useful object. And let's see what's inside. We're going to break into the chapel. So the chapel, uh, again, I'm going to refer back to the original module for this and check it out. Uh, Dim spots of colored light filter through broken and boarded-up stained-glass windows, barely illuminating the ancient chapel. Pews and benches lie about the floor in jumbled disarray, coated with centuries of dust. Slightly above the room's debris, lit by a single dim shaft of moonlight, an altar stands upon the platform before the boarded-up windows that we pulled open. The light falls directly on a small figurine of pure silver. This room seems as though nothing has disturbed it in centuries. It almost seems as though nothing ever could. Before the altar, on the floor, a black robed figure, long dead, lies collapsed in front of the altar, still clutching a rusted, curved blade in one skeletal hand, as though he died with his back to the altar. Actually, as you come around the altar, you see that he died because his head was crushed. A great Silver-headed flail, still pristine, has all but demolished this corpse's skull. The former wielder of the mace is there as well, long dead and lying on its side on the steps leading up to the platform. The second corpse wears rusting armor, covered by a tunic, emblazoned with a centuries-old symbol of the same knightly order that I serve. Let's get a map up here. Okay, so we have the... We've got the altar. So we've got a, a robed body trying to get up to the altar head crushed in another armored figure with a big silver mace next to it big double doors leading out over here archway over here archway over here a bunch of wrecked pews you got your stone stained glass windows all around here we came in through one of these windows here broke these open to get in from the outer courtyard and get in here Irina, looking at the mace murmurs, a weapon of light, a weapon with a vengeance. You may find this weapon amid the ruins of a place of prayer. And she kind of shivers and looks around. The Vastani fortune teller woman had true sight, it seems. Okay, so this is a cool, shiny toy. But first I want to know about the Tableau of Violence. So I'm going to ask the Oracle if the guy in Far Warden Livery is someone I know. And the Oracle says, yes. With a 98 i then ask if it's reinhardt and the oracle says yes again with a 52. whoa okay irena watches as i kneel near the armored warrior did you know him i can only nod it's the spirit it's the body of the spirit from the graveyard I give her a sad fleeting smile the big one he seems a great knight said so ismar he wielded a mighty weapon i nod but i'm frowning actually reinhardt favored a great hammer i've never seen that mace before so now i'm going to roll gather information rolling i'm rolling plus wits on this um and plus one for having a bond with reinhardt i get a nine versus a two and a nine on the challenge dice, which is a weak hit but wait my find an opportunity from coming in on this delve gives me a strong hit gives me a plus one to this move which is my first move since i got in here which makes that nine a ten and gives me a strong hit. So on a strong hit, I discover something helpful and specific. The path I must follow or the action I must take to make progress is made clear. Envision what you learn, ask the Oracle if you're not sure, and take plus two momentum. And that's pretty nice. Plus, I get another plus one momentum from the find an opportunity move, which gets me all the way back up to nine on my momentum. And I'm gonna mark a milestone on my investigate slash avenge The Missing Members of the Free Wardens, which is my backstory quest. Uh, The action you must take to make progress is clear. Is it? Because I'm kind of scratching my head on that one. So, what do we got here? We have some kind of fight between a berobed shadowy figure and a member of the Far Ward. The shadow robe guy is trying to block the altar, maybe. Reinhardt's killing him, but dying himself. Something about this whole thing tickles at the back of Brigida's mind. An old legend, a prophecy, maybe... Uh, no. One of the oldest vows ever sworn on iron by anyone in the Warden. Some would say the original oath. A vow that every member undertakes symbolically, or so we thought, when they join the Far Wardens. A holy relic. Find the holy relic and return it to the light. It is impossible. It is ridiculous it is a myth it is a legend it's a symbol of the far away it's not an actual thing it's a it's a it's an icon so what i'm imagining here is something akin to a knight 10 generations removed from king arthur but nominally part of the same order of the knights of the round table in theory or on an entirely different mission completely different mission and literally tripping across their mentor who died two steps away from the literal holy grail Which it turns out is a real thing. What the fuck? And if that little figurine on the altar is... Then that would make the flail in Reinhardt's hand. Oh, crap. So Brigitte is uh, kneeling over the body of her mentor, Reinhardt, who seems to have died while fighting some berobed figure in the shadows of a long-abandoned chapel in Castle Ravenloft. Rather than his great hammer and his mighty shield... Again, remember, I'm basing this person off of a character from Overwatch. She finds him with a silvery-headed flail in hand. And that, plus the silver figurine on the altar, reminds Brig of an old, old legend amongst the Far Wardens, one of the stories Reinhardt used to tell her when she was too young to even dream of joining him on his adventures. If she's right, the figurine is one of the greatest, perhaps the greatest, relic of the Far Warden, the icon of Ameshki, so old it predates the Far Warden's arrival in these cold iron lands. If it is the Icon, the weapon in her mentor's grip would be the Flail of Heaven, which is always associated with the prophecies that tell of the Icon's return. Ismark nods as I retrieve the weapon and feed the chain of the Flail back into the hollow handle and then twist and lock the handle, locking the head into the end to form a mace. It's a very familiar weapon design among the Far Wardens. The idea of of having this mace that can unlock and become a flail is very commonly used amongst the Far Wardens, although although Brigida never guessed why until this point. So what I'm initially doing with the flail is I'm introducing it as an artifact, which is another thing that was introduced into into, uh, Iron Swarm by Delve, which... All an artifact means is it's this thing that narratively allows another thing or makes a thing happen. In this case, it basically steps down Strahd as an opponent from an epic to merely an extreme enemy. That's all it does. It doesn't give me bonuses. It doesn't do any, no plus or minus. It just makes it so I have a slightly less, I won't be gutted instantaneously. I face it. um as brig continues and becomes accustomed to the thing and if i ever ever get any xp for completing any of the bloody fouls i'm doing i'll theoretically unlock the weapon and can you know sort to speak and, and i can buy it as an asset or maybe buy it as a rarity for now it's just this cool mace flail thing and it's you know i want to do the mace flail thing because again i'm basing it on brigida from overwatch and it's one of my favorite characters and i want the mace thing anyway Ismark gestures to the slim silver figure on the altar. Uh, I'm not much for churches, but that seems like an important thing. It is. Brugia reaches across Reinhard, laying him flat on the flagstones and arranging his arms in a peaceful pose. Then she stands and approaches the altar. I'll need to get it out of this place and soon, but not immediately. She reaches out and then she hesitates. I will return this icon to hallowed ground and from that bastion bring it back to the wardens. Now, I'm doing this as a troublesome vow, which is just get the icon back to hallowed ground at the Chapel of Barovi. Uh, bringing this whole thing back to the wardens feels like it's going to be a much bigger thing. I'm not going to swear that vow. I'm, just, I'm doing this thing in little pieces. So I'm just swearing a vow to get this thing back to the church. All right. Let's review what that looks like. So, swear an iron vow. When you swear iron upon a complete, to complete a quest, write your vow, give the quest a rank, and then roll plus heart. If you make this vow to a person or a community with whom you share a bond, add plus one, so on and so forth. Okay. Um, Oh, let's see what I get. And we'll just check out the results after that. Okay. So that's a five against a one and a seven. I could burn momentum on this because I have nine momentum to get a strong hit. Uh, But I'd rather not. A weak hit still gives me plus one momentum, which gets me up to a ten. And I think Briggs' plan of take it with me but don't head straight out of here seems aimless enough for... I'm not sure what to do next okay i also want some kind of test of worthiness here not least because i think that's going to be the first step in getting this thing out of here if brig's not worthy enough she's going to need ismark or more likely Irina to actually carry this so brig reaches to pick up the thing her expression is tight as if she expects a shock at the touch now the funny thing about this is this is actually the first time i'm going to use the face danger move which uh, this or an equivalent kind of move in most Powered by the Apocalypse game is probably one of the most commonly used moves. I'm using it here for the first time. I'm facing danger um, to see if I can even pick this thing up. Kind of the worthiness test of picking up Mjolnir, right? Something like that. Again, I could burn momentum on this for a strong hit, but if I take the medium hit on face danger, uh, it gives me, one of the options is it takes, it's like minus one momentum. Um, And I kind of like that minus one momentum cost of a weak hit. Brigida doesn't flinch, and there's no sign that touching the icon costs her, but her expression is still troubled, thoughtful. Her life has become much more complicated in a very, very short period of time. She tucks the icon carefully back in her pack. All right, let's move. We've got more to do here. So minus one momentum but marking progress on the quest to get the icon out of here. So it's just a troublesome quest that fills up three of my boxes on the quest to get the icon out of here. By virtue of, I can pick it up, hooray! Um, All right, so when she looks up from her pack, Irina is looking down solemnly at Reinhardt. Her eyes are lowered. Brigida wonders if she should say something, but Ismark interrupts her train of thought who's the uh, robed fellow with a dent in his head, do you think? He nudges the remains of Reinhardt's opponent with a toe. I don't know what Brigida might know here, so I'm just going to use a move to see what's up and see how much she might know. That brings us back to gather information. So, when you search an area, ask questions, conduct an investigation, or follow a track, roll plus wits, blah, 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 bonds, don't Um, Let's see what we do. And here is the first time that having a higher stat array that they suggest for doing a solo game would have made a difference. Again, I can burn momentum to get myself a weak hit, uh, as it shows right there, momentum of nine would let me cancel out that seven and give me um, only one dice beating me, which would give me a weak hit. Um, but gather information. Uh, so I get a dire threat or an unwelcome truth. I gather information, but it's an unwelcome truth or some sort of dire threat. I am going to see what kind of thing that is because, I, again, I'm not 100% sure what I'm going to find out here. So I'm going to – got to check and see what the, what the pay the price oracle – has for me anyway and hopefully from that i can get some sort of inspiration the oracle for pay the price says it causes a delay or it puts me at a disadvantage brigida seems to actually see this figure for the first time her expression kind of goes slack the Kushida? she reaches down tugging aside the hood exposing a strange broken glass sort of patterned tattoo on the man's neck the kushita they're they're a terrifying bedtime story suddenly all too real Mark finishes. He looks meaningfully all around the chapel. Yeah, there's a lot of that going around. So I'm adding the Kushida, and here I'm spelling this K, no, sorry, Q A S H I D A. I'm adding the Kushida as a threat alongside the epic vow to get answers about and avenge the disappearance of the Far Ward. And I'm advancing that threat by one right away. So again, threats are something that were introduced in Delve. I think I mentioned this already it's been a little while so I'm not 100% sure so the idea is you can have quests vows that you've done but you can complicate some uh the really big quests the epics or the extreme ones with a threat um and those threats basically have a little 10 box chart as well and one of the things that can happen when you fail to progress the vow or simply sort of take a break like sort of you know take a siesta for a while or anything like that if you have some downtime and you overdo it your threat can advance because you're not doing anything to actively oppose it i'm adding the Kushida as a threat to this whole thing about finding out about um, what happened with the far wardens. so they're sort of this dark organization i'm envisioning uh facing off against the uh the the free wardens I realize now i'm kind of alternating back and forth between saying free wardens and far wardens sure whatever um anyway so the Kashida now are a threat having to do with finding out about the far wardens whenever i really fuck that up uh the Kushida are going to move forward so now i've got this other sort of shadowy organization so things are getting interesting because this has nothing to do with ravenloft this is just stuff that's coming up uh as far as the the name of the icon the icon of ameshki the Kashida, these are all coming off of oracles from inside um the different books here just names that i'm that i picked up and decided to go with uh really, really cool. But again, yeah, so we got the shadowy organization, possibly in league with with Strahd, in addition to the uh, uh, Vistani travelers who are you know, possibly working for, in some cases, with Strahd. This is a much darker, much more focused organization, an organization as opposed to just sort of a loose uh, bonding of family. So a lot of interesting stuff going on here and uh, really kind of expanding the Ravenloft stuff, which I kind of dig. So when you advance a threat, you also roll on the advance a threat oracle and it tells you what that means so you you check off a box but you also like what is that advancing a threat what does that do inside of the fiction what does it do inside the narrative and possibly that means that you immediately like ah ninja's attack or whatever um let's look at what, what what the oracle actually says okay so the threat works subtly to advance towards its goal or the danger escalates mark menace so that's me checking one of the boxes um advancing a threat just means i check the oracle sometimes that means a box gets checked sometimes it means other stuff happens so somewhere somehow the Kushida know what's going on and they're coming super anyway now it's time to get out of here so uh let's let's review the exits okay so the center of the west wall we've got the double doors um, that probably lead into the rest of the ground floor of the castle on either side of the great door these smaller arched openings that lead into smaller shadowed alcoves and stairwells okay and that's a lot going on so i'm going to stop right here for this one and we will come back so we've had the chapel flail and the icon and is that maybe i should call this one something like that the chapel the icon and the flail sure so now that we've dealt with all that and got into our delve we're going to move forward and find out what comes up next when we come back next thanks i hope people are digging this i i'm enjoying this a lot um And when I get done with it, the retelling, sort of the sessions I've already played, I'm going to come back in here. uh, And we're going to keep going with this thing and see how far we can go. How far I can get before Strahd inevitably crushes me, crushes me beneath his boot. Talk to you soon.